my mic on? Okay, good. Was anybody having trouble hearing me? All right. All right. Thank you for giving me that signal. All right. Top four things that you value. Any questions about what I've asked you to do? If you write nothing, that means you value nothing. All right. I had an assignment last week. Who brought their pillows? Show me. All right. Now, I also asked everybody to bring some extras. So if you have no clue what I'm talking about and you're going, why would he have a pillow and why do other people have pillows? Um, If you don't have one and you have an extra one, raise your hand if you have no pillows anywhere near you and you need one. Well, forget the last part. If you have no pillows near you, raise your hand. Because you need to have a pillow. I know somebody brought five. That's like a real Christian. All right. Okay. You, you need a, you didn't bring your pillow? Man. All right. Now the pillow needs to be visible, not like under your head. Okay. So not yet anyway. All right. We have some extra pillows in the back. So if you do, if you have a, do not have a pillow nearby and you're too embarrassed, you guys that are looking, I see some people that have no pillows and they're not about to volunteer to get one. So you don't have pillows? You knew the assignment. Okay, you now have a pillow. You guys are going to have to share the pillow. All right. We have some extras still? You can go ahead and keep moving around and give people the pillows they need. Why would we be, why would we be doing this? I have no idea. I just, I just mentioned that pillow thing and I thought we better make sure everybody's got them, right? Now, what we're going to talk about today is the word alert. The word alert and how that relates to the pillow. All right, we'll do that as we go through. Now, you're going to have to help me. I don't believe in standing and preaching and not and having everybody just kind of sit there wondering when it's going to be over. I'd rather have you active in what I'm doing and still wondering when it's going to be over, but, uh, but at least while you're active, all right? So, I had you bring pillows, and we're going to tie into the word alert. And we're going to have screen trouble. Let me have that remote. It's, uh, for some reason, bigger than it should be. Why that happened? If I can adjust it. What I want it to do with the image, so we'll just let that... Hopefully we can see everything clearly, and if I have to stop and adjust later, I will. So what are we going to talk about with the word? We're going to define it, and then we're going to do what I call measure. And then I'm going to show you how we can, uh, what I would call, make it numb or, de- or be desensitized to being alert. All right? Now, you, okay, fine. Let's just move on with this. Talk about that. You know what? I'm going to have to make that adjustment, as embarrassing as that may be. The screen was good before church. Let me make an adjustment uh, so we can see the whole the whole thing. Just a slight time out here while we make that happen. All right, I apologize for that delay. The lucky part was I knew what to do. That was, that was lucky. Now let's see if I can get back to where we were. That's not where we were. 
I'll tell you what, technology is fun. It works good in gymnasiums, but not in the church building. That's interesting. All right. I promise once we get moving, it'll be great. I've now figured out all of my problems. Aren't you glad before that I got my problems figured out? Sorry about that. Need to be. All right. We're going to talk about the word. All right. Now, this is the Greek word, and I'm going to do my best to say it, even right there phonetically. Gregorio. There's absolutely nothing in Greek, but the definition. The interesting thing is, words in the New American Standard Version, in the New Testament, 22 times. 22 times the word alert or keeping alert comes up 22 times in the New Testament. So, that brings me to the next question. Show up. I got about 10 or 12 of them to show you and it's very, very important for us to grab a hold of those. Therefore, be on the alert. Know which day your Lord is coming. Anybody here when the Lord's coming? So we're supposed to be on the alert. That alert is what's the Greek word? Yeah, that one. That's the one. Huh? But be sure of this, that if time the night the thief was coming, he would have been on the alert and he would not have allowed his house to be broken into. What's the Yeah, that one. All right. Do you understand which word we're talking about? Let's look at the next one. Watching and praying, not enter. Keep watching is the same exact word that we're talking about. The same one, and we're not going to make you say it again. It is like a man away on a journey, leaving his house and putting his slaves in charge, assigning to each one his task, also commanded the doorkeeper to stay on the alert. The same word out of the Scriptures. Look at the next one. In the next verse, Therefore be on the alert, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming, whether in the evening, at midnight, at cock crowing, or in the morning. And the final verse here of this segment, and what I say to you, I say to all, you you read it. Be on the alert. What does that mean? I don't know. Let's keep reading for a minute. So then, let us, uh, let us not sleep as others do, but let us be alert and sober. Be on the alert. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. Ladies, that wasn't for you, okay? Just want to make sure you understood that. That was Paul talking to the men in Corinth. Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving, Colossians 4.2. Be of sober spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary the devil prowls around like what? A roaring lion seeking whom he may tease? No, devour. That means eat up and kill. Behold, I am coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake and keeps his garments Lest he should be, lest he walk about naked and men see his shame. That's in Revelation. And we'll talk more about that one a little bit later. Now, I'm gonna, and I want you to see if this might be. I am gonna show a video. There it is. I'm in control, I promise.
That's not good. Oh, I don't need this. I'm already late. Somebody will come. Anybody out there? Do you have a phone? No. Sorry. Somebody! Hello? There are two people stuck on an escalator and we need help. Now, would somebody please do something? It's better. Hello? Hey, don't worry about it. I'll fix it in a second. <laughs> he said he can fix it. <laughs> All right. That's the new All preacher right. coming to That's town. more like it. Or maybe the new he youth minister. Fix it. think of that? It seemed utterly ridiculous, did it not? Yeah, I mean, she's got it down. You're eight years old now and you figured it out. I like that. But the question was, is that you? What I'd like to talk to you about for a little while this morning is what I call of alertness. Actually, the psychological term is uh, differential levels of awareness. Is what it's called if you were to type it into the into the Google search engine. Uh, but it's identical for us. And I want to talk about that for a minute. Those people were in the in the or on the escalator. The escalator stopped, and it may have been frustrating, sure. But the, all they had to do is walk up and continue their day. But they acted as if they were in an elevator that was stuck, and oh my goodness, and that's what all the words were about. We're laughing at that, but I propose to you today, ladies and gentlemen, that we in the church at River Oaks are identical to that when it comes to church work. And I'm going to try to explain that a little bit more as we go. We're on an escalator. We're standing there, and there's plenty of people right here that can get things done. But instead, we stand there and we complain and we whine and everything. We just talk about what's not happening or whatever, yet we still sit or stand or sometimes get very comfortable on the escalator and all we got to do is take steps upward. There's another phrase I want you to understand about Dan. See the truth, say the truth. I'm learning that in my... I'm only 45, uh, but as, as I'm growing, I'm learning that I just need to speak it. If I feel it or see it, it's your issue to receive it and we'll talk about that too. Uh, but we're just going to talk the truth and as, I, as I see it, all right? So let's move forward. What we call spiritual levels of alertness, and we start at the bottom, which is true sleep. Now, here's your challenge today. It, those of you that have had the nerve to bring one of these, I want you to help me as we go through to illustrate for me, whether you volunteer or just mention it, how we would use a pillow related to each of these levels, Okay. Now, this is an easy one. True sleep. How would you use a pillow for true sleep? 
Let's read the definition to make sure we're clear. Unconscious. How many of you have had true sleep in the last week? Some of you not as much as you wish you had, right? Alright, well, you didn't bring the pillow to church today to have true sleep, alright? Well, maybe you did. True sleep. So how would we use this pillow in true, in, in true sleep? We, anybody want to illustrate it for us? No, that's okay. We all, we understand. Uh, we would have the pillow on a bed or something preferably soft and we'd lay our head on the pillow and we would just be gone, right? And we'd be in true sleep. I love video because it teaches more than I could ever speak. So I'm going to show you a video uh, of what true sleep may look like. Really, I am. I had this trouble last time I was doing this, didn't I? It's, it's amazing how it... There we go. That was obviously a camera that had been that's an amazingly I, I I don't think so they wouldn't put that out. But he found way at the wheel. Maybe you have, but you long. That's illustrating uh true sleep. True sleep is where you become unconscious. You would never roll a car on purpose unless you're a stuntman. Okay, the next level is what we call automatic. I, I hate to admit this to you, ladies and gentlemen. When I drive my car, I tend to be, yes, in an automatic car, but I tend to be that way mentally as well. I tend to be kind of... Do you get there yourselves? How many of you, when you're in your car, have your hands at the Dr. Pepper, to, you know, 10, 2, 4, and, and everything's just right, and you're paying attention to everything? Maybe you do, but odds are, if you've been doing it long, you're relaxed. Am I right? Are you the same way, or is it just me? Well, you're, you're not unlike the many I've talked to about this, but it's a, it's a problem that we have when it comes to driving. Let's see what automatic looks like in a video. There we go. Now this guy, this guy right here, he's in on He's in a position where he's trying uh, He's in, He's in a mode where he's just kind of not necessarily doing it right. We call that automatic. Any questions about that? So the first, would you illustrate the pillow? I mean, if the first one was we're laying with it, what would automatic be if, if that's like the next level close to it? Any ideas? Well, my favorite would be like this. I've got it right here just in case. So if I'm getting an automatic and I do choose to fall asleep, it's close enough I can grab it, right? So, so we move from this to this. And, and I've always got it with me. So if you see me walking around with my pillow, you know that I'm in automatic. Does that make sense? So you see how that illustrates the same thing? That's, that's what I would do. And since I'm preaching, that's the way it's going to be. All right. Okay. Now, let's talk about reacting. Now, if we're using the car illustration, and trust me, there is some spiritual stuff coming. We're, we're talking about the psychology of it first. 
and we'll bring some scripture into this here in a second. Reacting. If you're talking about the car, if I'm in automatic and I see red lights on the car in front of me, what should I probably do? Put, put the brakes on or else there's going to be other issues going on, right? Okay. That's what we call reacting. Being able to uh, respond to outside situations when they arrive. I want to show you one that is very humorous. It's a, what this next one is, is a video of some guys coming back. The last final joke on a guy that's getting married. And uh, this guy has fallen asleep in the back seat. He's got his sandwich in his hand and all the guys in the van are getting ready to bring him from, from sleep all the way to reacting without doing automatic in between. Alright, so I want you to take a look at that. All right. And what are we illustrating right there? Illustrating reacting. Reacting. So he was actually in true sleep and, and then because of what they did, and none of you have ever done anything like that ever in your life, right? I played a practical joke, and you heard the guys laughing so hard. He squeezed his I mean, they were just cracking up, and uh, he started laughing too. But I'm sure the paybacks were not good uh, when he finally had an opportunity. But the face was amazing. That's a reacting face, right? Now, if we're talking about the pillow again, where, what would we, how would we illustrate reacting with the pillow? Do I have a volunteer? That's it. That's it. That was it. Do it again. Let us no, do it again. That's it. I, that's exactly what I was looking for, and I want you to know that that we talked about it last week when I when uh, when I was asked about Dan, why do you want pillows? Are we going to have a pillow fight? And I went, oh man, that is great. So uh, that actually that you saw it happen. I asked you guys to help out, and it was perfect because when it comes to reacting, we do things usually that we think later on, and we kind of wish we'd stayed in automatic. Or sleep or something? You ever been there? Have you ever reacted to a situation and then the consequences of your reaction sometimes are worse than the actual situation itself? Kind of like what that guy went through. His face looked like he's about to die. All it was is a bunch of guys screaming. Well, he thought he's gonna, he thought he was gonna die actually because he thought he was in a wreck or something. But the point is, it's called reacting. And do we not do that in the church? As, as good church members who pay our tithes and come once a week whether we want to or not, uh, and we do everything we're supposed to do. Do we not do that? Do we not carry our little around and then somebody says something or does something or even suggests something that is not what we think is traditionally acceptable? And then all of a sudden we get out our little spiritual pillows and we start beaning people with them? Have you ever been a beaner or, or a beanie? You've been one or the other because you've been in the church for a while. If you've been in the church longer than a year, you've been involved. I guarantee it. Because the church, by statistics, is one of the meanest to ever be. And I know you know I'm, you know that I'm absolutely right. 
Because we take people that we claim are our, our own, whether it be a pastor or a youth minister or just a brother or sister in the pew, and we talk about them and we crucify them over the dinner table and we, and we do all these things, but we kind of hide it with our, with our pillow. You know what I'm saying? As long as we keep our pillow either here or we have it nearby where we can lay our head on it. The comment I want to make about the pillow is, guess where the fighting takes place on this scale? We're going to talk more about these other three, but but when it comes to using the pillow as a weapon, <laughs> in other words, your alertness is low, so you can use it as a weapon, it happens down here in level zero, level one, level two. That's when pillows can be used as something to fight with, if you will. All right? Any questions about that? You're going, Dan, let's just keep going and see if you actually make it through this thing. All right, now we're talking about being conscious. We're highly aware of the situation. Let's say I'm driving again. Okay, remember I was automatic. All of a sudden I saw red lights and I put the brakes on so I didn't want to have a wreck. And so, okay, that's where I'm at. Now I'm up, I'm up at conscious. That means I looked ahead and looked kind of over the top of the cars and I see a truck turned over on the top of a hill and traffic is backing up. People are going over the median trying to get away. I'm going, uh-oh, i got to preach this morning. I gotta figure out a way to, I gotta start thinking differently. That's called being conscious. I'm aware of what's going on. Let me show you a video that describes that. If they're gonna put mayonnaise on a BLT, they should call it an MBLT. It's only right. Well, in that case, they should call it a BBLT because of the bread. No, in the sandwich world, bread is valve 347. The bread is a given. <laughs> Okay, that's commercial, but the point is this. Fully aware of what was going on, they were able to argue about what? <laughs> why do they call it a BLT? Why not BBL? I mean, why not ML? You know, who cares? But the point was, did you notice where they were? They were in a nuclear facility with, a, with an emergency going on. The lights were flashing, and it could have been an, an explosion that would have killed millions, and they're arguing about a BLT sandwich. But he handled it perfectly. The lights went out, and everybody went, oh, we did it, and they're still arguing about the BLT sandwich. That's my illustration of being aware of what's going on and able to multitask a little bit. And we're talking about what? We're talking about being conscious, highly aware of the situation. Now, how would that be with a pillow? Talking about alertness, would it be, I mean, is, is that, is that conscious? Is, is that conscious? Is that conscious? Don't worry. He looked at me like, you go ahead and do that. Make my, make my day. Talk about a report back to Harold, that'd be a tough one. Dan died on Sunday morning here. Alright, so how would you, how would you illustrate conscious with this? If you're conscious, and we're talking about this pillow, does it fit anywhere near me? It, it's got to be, in my, my, my mind, it's got to be within arm's reach. So it, it may not be in my hand where it's ready, but it'll be like right there, just in case I choose to be, uh, you know, reacting automatic or true sleep. It's still that, like a, kind of like a blankie. You know, I, I'm not necessarily holding it, but it's close enough that I'm comfort, comforted by it being there. Does that make sense? Alright, so that's how I, that's how I would illustrate that one. All right, let's move on. Now, I combined the next two because they're really pretty much the same. The way I describe this in other meetings is simply this. Let's go back to our car illustration. 
I'm going down the road. I see the red lights. I finally see the stuff going on up there. I know I'm not going to be able to get through. So I actually, I actually get creative. I find a way to somehow get to the church so I can do Sunday school and do the things that Harold asked me to do. Now, unfortunately, I can't get off the freeway because I didn't see it in time. So I'm going to use Aaron as an example. Since Aaron doesn't pay much attention anyway in church, that was a joke. That was a joke. Um, Aaron's, Aaron, Aaron is going to be asked. Uh, let's see. I got to find someone else that would help. Um, let's see. Phyllis. Phil, Phyllis is. Phyllis goes. You know what? Aaron doesn't. Uh, you know, doesn't do much in church. And Phyllis is very alert. She plays this piano beautifully. Pays attention to what's going on. She goes. Why don't we just send Aaron to go down the freeway, go the other direction, and and he'll take go in his car, and then and Dan. Let's say I had a new car or something. Dan, you get up on your up on your hood and, and, and you wave so he knows where you're at. And then he'll stop. We'll switch cars. He'll sit there and wait for the wreck to get out of the way. And I'll get in the car and I'll go to the back streets and get over here on time. See, what I'm thinking, that's very creative thinking for me to pick that up the way I just did. But but And as we look at Phyllis, we go, absolutely, Phyllis would be able to make that happen. And, and Aaron, I was just teasing with you there, but Aaron would have to get in the car and do that. Now, the question to you is this. When would that become united? Well, in order for that to take place, the way I described it, what would have to happen? Okay. I mean, Aaron would have to get in his car and go do it. And now that I've said that, he'll probably never help me again. Uh, but uh, And I would have to get up on the hood of my car and wave my arms and look kind of dopey. Well, I like to look dopey normally, but that's all right. So, But the key is, to be united, it actually has to take place. So great ideas. How many of you have been in a church, even this one, that had great ideas, and man, that would be awesome, but it stays right there. Somewhere the connection between being creative and getting united and getting something done, probably related to the people involved, their relationship to a pillow. Probably, maybe, just a suggestion. Okay, I've got a video for this one. And it's a pretty good one. Now, what I want you to imagine, however, is what would it be like to do something if the body of Christ was united like these people are? You may have seen this one. I'd like you to think of a scripture that ties into this one when we get done with it. Proverbs. Sprint Nextel is not the same group. I don't know, but that's that's what it's called. Is the ant scripture? Consider the the King James version is all I remember. Consider the ant thou sluggard. Remember, that's the King James version. In other words, he says, look at the ant. And why does he say that? Because lazy people that have relationships with their pillows, with their lack of alertness, they need to be challenged to look at scripture and to look at what and look at the ant because the ant works and can carry things and does so much. 
Why would I bring that up at this level? Because that's what it takes. People in management and preachers and stuff like that, but somehow the disconnect happens getting the people to do what the good ideas are. Anybody disagree with me? Of course not, Dan. All right. We don't disagree at church on Sundays. Yeah, can't, can't do that. All right. Hello, mouth. There it is. Whoa. Hello. I'm going to leave that there anyway. This is how God created us. The nature of Dan, and I'm sorry, but the nature of you all too, is that by nature, what level of alertness do we tend to be the most comfortable at? Besides true, I mean, not true sleep. I mean, that's, that's comfortable, yes, but when we're awake, uh, what's the most, what's the most natural position for us to be at? It seems like everything goes to that level. That's right. We're in automatic. We come to church. We take the communion. We give the tithe. Whatever. What, you know what I'm saying? We do this. And we do that. And then we actually, while we're here, sometimes we even cut down Catholic and Baptist. You know, you know what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? We get into this rigmarole, this rhythm. And somehow as Christians, we think that somehow that's okay. And I'm actually right there with you. I go through my week and there's times I'm looking up, I'm going, oh no, it's Saturday. I gotta get ready for tomorrow. You know what I mean? And I, I'm in a rhythm and I get into this. Is anybody not that way? Is there anybody here that every day of your life you're up and, and united and creative and, and you never have any issues with, with that, seems like that strong force within me that drives me to want to be standard? Don't want to make waves. Don't want to cross lines. Just want to, just want to go to church. When Harold has sermons like a couple of weeks ago, when he speaks very strongly and says some things that are like, ow, you know, move the toe. You know, I don't want to know, man. I got to stay automatic. I got, I got to stay, I got to have it close by. Well, one thing I didn't ask before that one came up. Where would this be in creative and united? Where, where is the, where is the alert pillow? Where is it? How does that tie into us? If we're if we're united and create if we're creative and united, where is the pillow? It's gone. Remind me to get that so my wife doesn't miss a pillow later. All right. Authorities against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. I throw that in there, and I think there's another scripture coming. It's amazing how this does not work. Uh, let's go over here and good thought. There we go. All right. I'm going to make a challenging, and you see if you think it might be true. For As my level of alertness goes up, as I learn to get away from the pillow, desire to sin goes down. I don't know if that statement's ever been made in a church before. I don't know. I've never been to quite a few churches. It goes up. My desire to sin goes down. Key word is desire. Because my ability to sin is always... I can sin right now. 
I can't. You're fully capable of doing the same thing, am I right? Even in church? All right. As my level of alertness goes up, my desire to uh, to sin goes down. And it has to do with how aware or alert I am in Christ. Hmm. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil. It doesn't say it's conditional. What, what is the condition for, for Satan fleeing from me? Dist him. It doesn't say to memorize Scripture. It doesn't say to be saved for 30... It doesn't say to have a great marriage. It doesn't say not even to cuss or something. It just says resist him. It doesn't have any other qualifications in that Scripture. It says resist the devil and he is required based on this, based on the way this is structured, he will flee from you. That's a promise. Do I hear an amen to that? Well, I'm not sure because I haven't resisted to the point of him going away. <laughs> I know you have. But it's interesting, is it not? When we're talking about levels of awareness. James 4, 7. Submit to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee. He doesn't have a choice in the presence of God. And the more... God, the further away... putting our shoes into it and walking with it, is it not? All right, carry on. I always carry on. Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. What's that word? And what's that Greek word? Gregory, yeah, yeah, that one. That's the one. When we talked about at the beginning. Your adversary, the devil, prowls about like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Who's he going to devour? Someone that's united and even united? Or somebody that's in automatic or reacting or, or asleep? Who's he going to get? And so I'll keep moving. I just answered that question. So, Where do you think all these fights and quarrels come from? Do you think they just happen? Think again. They come about because you want your own way and fight for it deep inside yourselves. You lust for what you don't have and you're willing to kill to get it. You want what isn't yours and you will risk violence to get your hands on it. You wouldn't think asking God for it, would you? And why not? Because you know you'd be asking for what you don't have the right to. You're, spo you're spoiled children, each wanting your own way. That's James 4, 1 through 3. Message. What we need to understand is this, as we kind of We've been talking about levels of awareness. We've been talking about being alert uh, and the levels of being alert and actually identified what they are. I saw some of you taking notes and that's awesome. But there's one more thing we got to look at and I believe that this is what damages and forgive me, but destroys the ability of a church to get out of itself. To quit being the same church you've been for however many years and move into that next level, whatever that is. To, to be able to make that step, the next thing we're going to talk about for a couple of minutes is the reason. And I think you'll be, you'll understand when I get. Now, how many of you got up this morning? Necessarily up. You got your pillows, you know what I'm saying? Okay, you got up this morning probably with an alarm clock or something like that. You got up and immediately, as soon as we wake up, information's carried. You got to come usually one to us, right? So that we can get up and get on time and do that type of thing, right? So information is coming in. 
senses that we have. And then the information, I'm just a guy, okay? I've got a filing cabinet. Into a filing cabinet, and, and we receive the information, and it goes in a drawer, and uh, that's pretty simple. But it's actually true. It's graphically from me, but it's true. So, uh, right. So let's take a look at what that would be like if the, gonna watch the and then goes in, and when we're young, especially in Christ and in, and in this world, the information goes through and it always goes into yes. Is there? I mean, they come out, they'll go do anything, and we're sitting there going, <gasps> you know, we're screaming. Don't get hurt. Is the information coming through, we don't really have anything that, that, says for it to be a no. So what happens? Let's talk about that. Some filters. We, I call them perceptual filters that everything goes through. And I'm going to, I'm going to identify that you guys have some, that I have some. We've, we've got these filters called bias. A personal bias. But what might that be? Let me give you an example real quickly. Voting machines here. Use your thumbs. This means, oh yeah, like that. This means, no, I don't like it. And this means I really don't care. And I may get a lot of sideways ones today, I don't know. Alright, so here's the question. I'm gonna, I'm gonna name something and you vote whether you like it, don't like it, or whatever. No using the pillows, guys. Can't use the pillows. Alright, here we go. You're gonna get ready to vote. I'm gonna say it for you. Let's go, uh, Plymouth Automobile. Plymouth Automobile. Whew! Plymouth's got some challenges in this room. Alright. The, how many of you that put your thumb down have never owned a Plymouth Automobile? Anybody? Okay, that's called a personal bias. Alright? So, so, and, and I could name, I could name a hundred things, we'd all vote or whatever, more times than not we have an opinion even though we're not personally experienced with that thing. Because my mama taught me or, or whatever. Okay? That's called personal bias. Let's look at the next filter. It's called comparison. Information's coming in and then I, uh, I compare it to something else. A good example of that would be a song leader that knows anything isn't going to sing the songs Dan sings. Because they should do something. You see what I'm saying? They have an opinion. If you come from the, the Christian church of yesterday, some of the stuff we do here is not right. And I don't say that sarcastically. I'm just saying that's the way, that's the way it is. And so if you come from that background, you would have something to compare what the information coming in, like the way we choose to do music. And you would compare that. And it may not be right or wrong in and of itself, but for you, it's wrong because it's going through your comparison filter. Does that make sense? Okay, I know it's heavy stuff, and I'll go a little bit faster and get get this done. The uh, filter of feelings. How many of you ever had an emotional conversation with a significant other, or or a child, or? Okay, you know that the emotions get in there, and the information once it goes through the emotional thing, it's gone. I've been there, done that. I didn't buy a T-shirt because I lost it. <laughs> All right, you understand what I'm talking about, though. Emotion messes it all up, and I know you've been there. Another filter. There is one, I promise. Isn't it funny how it works one time, but it won't work the next time? Actually, I'm not laughing about that. All right. Focus. What do I choose to focus on? How many of you ladies have tried to talk to you? And uh, he's just on you at that Yeah, the, the point is, when 
information's coming in, we may not choose to focus on that. There's people that I know that can sleep with noise going on everywhere. If I have even a dripping from a faucet, I'm going, you know, and I have to go fix that or turn it off or put a rag on it or something like that. Because I choose to focus on that noise. So that's a filter that's called focus. And the last filter, personality. We won't go diving into that, but we ought to sometime. Personality is simply, God created me differently than He created you. Dudley and I could be completely together in all of our foundational beliefs, but there may be some things, just because of the way He's built and the way I'm built by God, that we have to understand about each other. Otherwise, we're gonna, we're gonna get involved with pillow fights. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna be hitting on each other because we put our guard down and we're gonna be having problems with our levels of alertness and we're gonna let this stuff get in the way and it's gonna mess because it's another filter. Let's see what happens. Uh, in there. Notice that it goes through. And more times than not, because you and I are human, we reject it. A good example of that would be, this week, I'm going to bring a saw in here, I'm going to cut these pews out and get them out and throw them away and burn them. Woo, baby! <laughs> okay, that, I'm not going to do that. I'm just saying, but you experienced at that moment, if I was serious, if I was standing up here and say, I, the board had elected me to blah, 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 and I informed you, half the congregation would be gone. Am I right or wrong? I'm absolutely, well, okay, a third of them. Okay. The point is that we would have an emotional response to that. We would, it would go through the filtering system. It would go into our no box and there is nobody's going to explain it any differently. That's what I believe because I am my filters and nobody's going to change that. Does that make sense? It's heavy duty stuff. I understand that. So let's move forward. This is what happens then when the filters get real strong. You ever known anybody that just didn't receive any information whatsoever? You tried to get the point across and it just did not happen or does not happen? Was that person probably a Christian? Probably in your church? Maybe in your family? You see what I'm saying? But it doesn't have to do with whether the information coming in is good, right, or even godly. It has to do with my life and how I choose to filter that information and whether or not it's going to go into a good and valuable category. True at work. True at church. True at home. Because we're humans. It's, it's our nature. And it's directly tied into what we've been talking about. And we're almost... I just want to make sure we understand it. What's going on right here? As you see that picture, what's happened? Speak up. Putting chest pads. Is this a negative or a positive situation? This, it ain't looking good. You want to see what the reality of it is? Yeah, the right answer to that is yes, Dan, show us. If Dan can get the mouse to work, it would be good. Eventually, I'll get to the point where I get in the right spot at the right time. This has a fractured fibula. Given the mouse Saturday. So I can be able to go on tomorrow. Daddy's going to be so excited. That killed him. Dr. Palmer. Don't we something heard something? Into that information, and then come to. You can't really see it very clearly, but he is holding a butcher knife. So, what's 
What's going on here? He's, and that, that, that's a cat. Sorry. It's kind of a fuzzy picture. So is this good or bad? It looks like what? We have people with their thumbs up. We don't want to see that. And this is church. We gotta love God's animals. All right. This look. It looks to me. It looks like he's just. I mean, look at that. That's a mess. That's red and looks like he just killed the cat. Let's find out what the reality was. And we're almost done. Like a church member, maybe a new one. Got some new ideas. I'm gonna do some neat stuff for the church. So what what was he doing? He was trying to save that he was everything he was doing was good. I mean he was surprising his his wife or girlfriend, I don't know what it was, but surprising her with a dinner, flowers, everything about him was good. But when she walked in, she sees him with a butcher knife and the first reaction would be, you killed my cat. Now some of you over here I see would enjoy that, but we won't go there. Alright, now what you see on the screen now is I think where we should be as Christians. No filters, no nothing that's going through. I actually use this illustration when it comes to perception. I think I may have used that last time. But those are the big glasses, and we all have them. That represents our filters. Every time information comes through, whether it's from Harold or Dan or a spouse or whatever it might be, it's coming through, but half the time or most of the time, we change it so much, we don't receive what was ever given. I know I'm right because I do it all the time. So if I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to me again. It makes it worthwhile. But what's happening here is the information is coming in and it's being received. Now, that doesn't mean it's being taken as valuable, but at least it's being heard. Received, understood, and I'll chew on it for a little while. Then I'll either do it or I won't, or I'll accept it or I won't, but at least I gave you the benefit of receiving it. Does that make sense? Okay. I'm on the dead side of the room again. I'd like to play this video as we close. to just get after it. But there's one individual in here that's like I'd like to call the church person. And you'll see her when she shows up. I'll shine the light on her. But she doesn't join in because there's probably some issue with what's going on. Alright? So let's take a look at it and we will uh, move closer to the end. Hello. We can do that. Great song. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole wide world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. He got you and me, sister. In his hands, he got you and me, brother. Everybody clap, come on. He got the little bitty baby in his hands. He got the little bitty baby in his hands. He got the little bitty baby in his hands. He got the little bitty baby in his hands. He got the little bitty baby in his hands. He got the little bitty baby in his hands. He got the little bit
Here's the church person right here. Right there. He comes in. Come on, join in. If he stays right there, now I'll stay in the light. Uh, what do you think? Isn't that a cool commercial? Does that motivate you? It motivates me. It's pretty cool stuff. Now here. What, what am I showing right here? How many think it's a blank screen? Or a blank... And it's something that you are, you are very familiar with. Uh, those of you that have seen it cannot answer that. Alright. Spec... Take. We talked about levels of alert. And the relationship connected and affected. I the stronger the filters become because we're not willing to change anything. This picture from a different. Say it if you do. I haven't seen it. Is it what? Sun rays? Okay. I like that. You'll like that when you realize what it is. That's good. Anybody else? Okay, let's back up a little bit more. What is that? It's the building you're sitting in right now. We are right here underneath this roof. This is called Google Earth and we're, and it's a satellite photograph of where we, where we are. What I'm showing you is our perspective is makes or breaks a church. If we stay down there where we can't see nothing where that first picture was, and we stay focused, and I'm right here looking at all your... Looking over here, and I'm having a problem with how you do this or don't do that, and you have a problem with me, we are close and we're focused on one another. We're not looking at it like we should be. But as we back away, a whole different light. And whose light is that? Perhaps God's perspective. That's the truth right there. That's the church right there. On that one, because I couldn't find it. But he's got the whole world in his hand. He's got the whole world in his hands. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen? The only son in your heart. You can still look what's going on with our what we choose with the opinions we have of each other and of the preacher and of the youth whatever it might be. That's what I'm talking about. At the beginning, I asked you what you valued. I'd like, by a show of hands, I'd like you to tell me. Those items that you, one or more, it, I'll read them to you. Got something related to money or finances and or friends. Raise your hand if you wrote at least one or more of those. And if you, if you look around, those of you who are near the front, literally everybody, like all the last 200,000 people that have done this since 1992, we are all alike. We have common values. 
And the problem with the situation is, do your actions, does your behavior, does what you do today, tomorrow at work, or at school, whatever it may be, does it match what you value? I would venture to say to you that it does not. Because mine doesn't either. And that is the struggle we have in the church. The struggle is the battle for the mind, the battle for what's going on. Lord, I want to be with Romans 7. I want to do, I want to be, I want to do this, I want to understand these things. But guess what? My nature causes me to be forced down to be an automatic, to have a hold of that pillow. Do you see what I'm saying? It's a battle. Thank God for Jesus and His grace. Amen? He understands that about us and He wants us to be just like we are. Another great video and we'll close. There it is. I call, I say, is this you? Uh, is this how you react to things that happen at church? So I hope I can count on you to complete the project by the 29th. Oh, one more thing. I'm canceling casual Fridays. Work around here is getting a little too casual for my liking. No way! Are you out of your mind? Come on! Okay, I, I hear you laughing, but if you really think about it, are we not that way in the body of Christ? New ideas come, challenges come that may well be what God's guiding us to do, but 50% of the group is maybe not quite that boldly, uh, but, but the group, I don't know if it's right or not. I know in my experience with churches, that's a true statement. I'm going to read you some scripture, and we're going to go ahead and close, and, and you can come on up, Vanessa. I find little to my liking. You're not cold, you're not hot. Far better to be either cold or hot. You're stale. You're stagnant. You make me want to vomit. You. I need nothing from anyone. Obliv oblivious that in fact you're a pitiful blind beggar threadbare and homeless. Finer's fire. Then you'll be rich. Buy your clothes from me. Clothes designed in heaven. You've gone around half naked long enough. And buy medicine for your eyes from me so that you can see, really see. Prod and correct and guide so that they'll live at their best. Up on your feet then, about face, run after God, look at me, I stand at the door, I knock. If you hear me, call and open the door, I'll come right in and sit down to supper with you. Conquerors will sit alongside me at the head table. Took the place of honor at the side of my father. That's my gift to the conquerors. Are your ears awake? What word is that? The Greg one, yeah. Are your ears awake? Listen. Listen. Blowing through the churches. Let's stand and we're going to sing a song called Just As I Am. I'd like you guys to focus on yourself for a minute. Filters that I've got going that have affected me in this body. In this body right here. Lord, is there anything going on in my marriage where, where I've got filters up and I've got opinions and I'm, maybe I've got that pillow tucked under so that I can just try to cruise in automatic? I don't know. 
But let's just take some time today to just focus back on that and say, Lord, help me with my filters. Help me with my level of alertness and awareness. And you know, the Scriptures tell us, ladies and gentlemen, the Scriptures tell us to encourage one another basically to be more alert. Because when i got a brother or a sister calling me and saying, hey, then you know what? I wake up a little better. And I might not get run over by that pillow that I carry so much or get beamed by it. 